0: This TFMR podcast is brought to you by your friends at JM Bullion. Visit jmbullion.com for all your gold and silver bullion needs. Hello again from TF Metals Report and welcome to your podcast highlights for the week of Monday, February 19th through Friday, February 23rd. Again, a daily podcast just part of what you receive as a member of TF Metals Report. It's only $15 a month, 50 cents a day. Money well spent, and you should be sure to check us out at tfmetalsreport.com. As we began the week on Monday, the week actually started out with a U.S. market holiday. So the precious metals traded, but not much else. Everything got going late Monday night. Silver immediately got slammed at the Asia Open and made for a very volatile, interesting Tuesday. One of the charts we discussed on Tuesday was the dollar index. They've been trending higher all year long so far in 2024. But could it have peaked a couple of weeks ago with the latest CPI report? Maybe. We mentioned that this is going to be the most important chart of the week. What was going to be a pretty quiet week. And so we're going to keep an eye on it. And that's all part of what we discussed on Tuesday, the 20th. This is going to be the most important chart of the week. Again, we haven't had this as our, you know, this is the most important chart of the week feature for three or four weeks now, but it definitely is this week. Okay, this is a dollar index. Is it just flagging again? Did it false break out two weeks ago with the CPI data and go to 105? Well, let's see what happens next. This 104 level briefly got below there today, went to 103.80 like I just said a second ago. We start to lose the trend line on a closing basis and lose 104 as well. Well, then we're talking 103 and a half and 103, and what will be a very clearly defined breakdown of this uptrend that began back in late December. So we're going to watch this really, really closely. I mean, on the flip side, just turn and rally. You get some dollar bullish stuff out of the goons tomorrow in the minutes, and all of a sudden we're back up to 105 pushing to 10550. So, this, again, will be the most important chart of the week. No doubt about it. We will watch it every single day. Even though the dollar has been rallying all through the first six or seven weeks of 2023, and even though nominal rates have been rising, and even though rate cut expectations have been falling, price of COMEX Gold has actually held in pretty well. It's only down about 2% year-to-date, and has been in pretty tight box. You could say roughly between 2000 and 2080 but actually spending a lot of time just between its 200-day moving average as support and its 50-day moving average is resistance. With a rally on Tuesday and Wednesday, it's right back into that middle of that range between the 200-day and the 50-day, and that's one of the charts we discussed on Wednesday. For gold, COMEX Gold, again, a dud of a day, $9 range so far, just moving sideways. Ah, bright side, two days, it is held above its 200-day moving average. Okay, that's nice. Uh, However, it has accomplished a grand total of nothing in this little short squeeze last week. I mean, as you can, you look at this chart, it's got to get above 2070 and 2080, and you'd say, okay, it's on. But I don't see that coming, at least into March, early March, for the BLSBS and the next FOMC could just as easily make a new lower high here and then start selling off again, get back below the 200-day and come down to nineteen eighty. Cause you got the high and the low and a higher low, you know, and you start making these lower highs and lower lows. Could just as easily do that. Moral of the story is I told you nothing was going to happen in the first quarter. <laughs> what are we down year to date on the at least on this contract? What sixty dollars? But in terms of front month, we finished last year at twenty seventy two. We're twenty three. well, we're down two percent. On Thursday the twenty second, we got into the weeds a little bit with Newmont Mining. I've held this stock off and on, mostly on, for the last six or seven years. And it never seems to go anywhere. There are periods when it goes up, but then there are even more sharp periods when it goes down. If you look back over time, after this most recent earnings report and the market reaction on Thursday, Newmont is now at its lowest price in five years. In fact, it's at the same price it was 20 years ago. So you can use something like Newmont to trade in and out of the miners, I suppose, just like you can use something like the GLD if you wanna trade something that gives you exposure to the gold price. However, if you wanna accumulate real wealth, you own physical metal. And if you wanna own a long-term mining share that actually has upside possibility, it's definitely not Newmont. You wanna look someplace else, and that's all part of what we discussed on Thursday, the 22nd. Then there's this. Dare I put out a tweet belittling and sacrificing the sacred cow of Newmont today. Look at the number of replies. You can go to my Twitter and read all the replies if you want. The retweets, the 41,000 impressions. I hate this. I mean, again, Newmont. The chart's right below. You can look at it right now. I'll get to it in a second. Newmont, same price it was 20 years ago. That is a problem of management, bloated management. Well, they're, you know, they're all in sustaining costs. Well, then do a better job of managing those costs and eliminate your senior vice president of that and your executive director of this and all the layers of bullshit. Streamline your company. No other industry would allow this crap, okay? Somebody would come in and buy it, like a hedge fund would buy it and then just cut the shit out of everybody, And just get rid of everybody and streamline the thing. And maybe that's what'll happen. What a bloated mess this is. Dog shit stock. I will never own it again. But oh boy, you should read the replies. Oh, well, what a contrarian indicator this is. This is the kind of thing you see at the bottom. I'm not getting out of my miners. I'm just telling you, do not own this thing. I mean, I dumped mine today, like I said, 300 shares at like 31. Now, am I bounced to thirty-three or thirty-four? It's great, and you can buy it at thirty-one and sell it at thirty-four. Knock yourself out. But if you think you're going to make any long-term wealth, build long-term wealth. Owning a dog shit company like this, you're crazy. And as you know, I don't trade my. I just buy them and hold them. Okay, so this one's out. And again, is this Oliver or whatever his name says? the world's largest gold miner with a market cap of $38 billion reported free cash flow of $88 million. $88 million. They're selling their product at $2,000 an ounce. Their all-in sustaining costs are $1,500. They mine, what is, I don't even, 5 million ounces? And the best they can do is 88 mil? Dog shit. Terrible company. Shareholders should revolt and demand change. Or just dump it like I did. Which is what i did okay uh here's your newmont stock again this is the monthly chart of newmont going back 20 years and you can say well it's getting back to where it found support 17 18 and 19 and that's true then it's probably going to bounce right but i'll point out to you it's lower than it was in march of 2020 when the metals were dumping and silver was 12 <laughs> it's also getting close to the levels it was in the great financial crisis and if you look all the way back over the left what was gold in 2004 and five? $300, $400 an ounce? It's now $2,000 an ounce? And the stock, the share price of Newmont is lower. To hell with this thing. Why, again, this gets back to the, the post I wrote in January 2013. Why even own these stupid things? Why, well, I've got, I'm going to get some alpha and some leverage. Yeah, with some. You got to be pretty damn careful. You can't just, you know, Anyway. And on Friday, February 23rd, we will end the week with the same chart that we started the week with. That's the dollar index. Of course, gold doesn't always follow the dollar index every single day. There are some other factors, nominal interest rates, rate cut expectations that play a role. But having the dollar index move up or down can generally be a headwind or a tailwind. We've certainly seen it as a headwind so far this year. The dollar, as you can see on this chart, has been trending higher ever since the last week of December. Could it, though, have peaked? And if it has peaked, that ought to help us out as we get later into this month and into March. So we've been tracking the dollar index all week. And as you can see on Friday, it tried to sell off, only to rally late and finish the week right below that 104 level, which is pretty important support. Now we'll see what happens next week. What could drive the dollar higher or lower and either affirm the uptrend or start a downtrend? Well, we got the durable goods report on Tuesday. Second guess at US GDP on Wednesday. The next PCE personal consumption expenditures report. That's a Fed's favorite inflation indicator, they say. That comes on Thursday. So we got some data that might move the dollar one way or the other next week, so we'll see how it goes. Again, if we can get it to break down, start moving below 104 through 103 and a half toward 103, that will help. Precious metal prices, both Comex Gold and Comex Silver. So keep an eye on it. Thank you for listening to your TF Metals Report Podcast Highlights. We'll have another one of these reports for you next week.